Season 2, Episode 4. Yeah, uh, another week of uh, stupidity. And I'm not even talking about the presidential debates either. Yeah, uh, actually, another chance to hang out with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero. Um, eh, the connection wasn't exactly the best. It was a little sketchy at times. But nevertheless, it was as unpredictable as always. So, what are we waiting for? Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Because it's a great big stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it stops, nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah Winfrey show Because it's a great big stupid world He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Welcome to my world again, and another opportunity to try to navigate through the craziness. And boy, do we have a lot of crazy insanity for you this time. Yes, indeed. Lots of stupidity. Part of it having to do with the tech world. I've been, I think I told you in a previous podcast, I've been having this ongoing angst between me and um, our local um, Pennsylvania based uh, convenience store named Sheets. They have an app that they updated. My app worked just fine until they did an update. Now it doesn't launch at all. Well, it launches long enough to make a splash screen, then crashes. And I've been sitting without an app to order my favorite Sheets food for almost two months. And I bet I've called them at least four or five times and uh, shared all kinds of complaints on social media and emailed their feedback at least five or six times. And all I get is, well, our IT people are working on it. So I'm ready to say, you know what, I'm going to do the competition. Another Pennsylvania-based uh, convenience store called Rudders, um, which actually have a little better food than sheets, actually. Um, but I guess I really kicked up a stink the last time I called their uh, customer care and because um, I'm, I'm considered a sheets freak, literally. I mean, that's my classification. I got all kinds of swag to say it. I'm a very good sheets customer, okay? So uh, I said, I guess you guys don't really want me as a customer anymore. Well, that really got them fired up. And so now I've been exchanging emails with their, I guess, um, tech person and sending screenshots of my phone and all this kind of thing. I've recorded my uh, phone activity on when I try to, you know, download the app and launch it and it crashes. And so I send them the video and I send them the screenshots and all this. And so they've got their crack team now suddenly working on it. And then on top of that, on another completely different software tech issue, um, my um, laptop, which I've had now for probably about seven years or give or take maybe a year or two, I've been running Ubuntu. I love Ubuntu. Okay, it, it's uh, not Windows, and it's also doesn't cost anything. It's all free, and I've always enjoy upgrading to the next version because every time you get a new version, it's free. You know, like unlike Windows, if you get a new version, you may have to pay for it, and it's a great operating system. If you've never tried Ubuntu Linux, trust me, it's that you'll never go back. I'm telling you, I was a big Windows fan until I went to Linux, and I have never looked back. I've never missed Windows at all. Well, they just released their next version, and I'm so excited. You know, I really am. And so I've been getting everything all set up with my new 
Ubuntu environment. <clears throat> so that was my that was my week, you know. And uh, of course, in the midst of all the other stuff, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have some gems for you this week? Oh my goodness! So it's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, we'll get to talk to my um, insane Florida nephew, Pancho Cuero, who is uh, going to help us out in uh, well talking about the insanity from Florida. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. And we're sitting under the shade of the sunshine tree with Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew. How's it going? Hey, yo, it's Pancho Guero. Yes, yes. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, how was life under the sunshine tree in beautiful Florida? Oh, you know, it's very. Um, it's, we got the Florida stories. <laughs> it's really good. You've had your avocados? <laughs> yes, I, I, I had too much avocados. <laughs> yes, I've also yes, got yes. My avocados. It's... Ah, yes, 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 that's right. So, uh, I, first, I think off the bat, I want to ask you if you saw the debate. That's what everybody's talking about. <laughs> I, I did, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like there was any winners there, but um, uh, it was about it went about as what I expected it to go, though. Well, exactly. In fact, I got a text the next day from your mother, my sister, asking what I thought about it and did I watch it? And I said, I actually went to bed <laughs> because I could have predicted what it was going to be like. I already knew this. So and uh, the exact thing I told her was uh, there's nothing that 90 minutes of bloviating could do anything to change three and a half years of promises kept. You know what I mean? On a scale of one to five, what would you give the debate? If I were a generous man, I would give it a two. Mm, boy, generous. Yeah, wow, I'm, impressive. I'm not feeling the most generous. I days where we could all agree that we didn't like any politicians, and that was mm -hmm. the pastime was just not liking politicians who have an incentive to promise things without being able to deliver just to mm -hmm. get votes. And so you would think that we can agree on that, considering how many people are so um, heated, <laughs> yet somehow everyone puts it to their and other people's character uh, with what policies people support. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, I didn't, I, I didn't see anything in the debate that uh, made me any impressed with either of their manhood, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. So, um, well, got a question to ask you because we've talked about this in prior chats together about, you know, you're teaching my son on the essence of being a man and all that kind of thing. What is the dumbest thing you've ever seen a man do to prove their manhood? Personally, it would probably be in high school in the, uh, the, the locker room getting changed for gym. Uh, some <laughs> For some reason, uh, some of the, the guys would think it were – you know, like, oh, I'm manly. I, look, look, I'll, I'll drop trouser and smack other guys' butts. And I'm just like, I, I get the feeling that that makes, you know, I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so, well, the reason why I'm asked, there's this Reddit thread that's, and that was a question. Okay, what's the dumbest thing you've ever seen a man do to prove their manhood? So, why don't you rattle off some of the answers? Because it, it's pretty amazing. And then, you know, we'll just talk about what you think. Trying to outdrink his friends. Now, see, I've never had a problem with that because I just, I drink Mountain Dew. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you drink enough Mountain Dew, there, you could have a heart attack from the caffeine. No, then we have a pee off. <laughs> no, well, that, that would happen for other drink their friends as well. Out drinking. Now, <laughs> the next one is something they would do in Florida. Uh, that's what I was going to go with. This is a Florida trend here is, is trying to ride an alligator. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's just insane. Oh, and then the one here is you know I'm not the the I'm not cold guy. I'm not cold. I'm not cold. <laughs> I, I know too many of them, and of course there's his cousin. The well, I'm pretty sure for... that you are one of them. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, right. No, no. If I'm cold, my teeth will be chattering. I can tell you. But the the, the guy that the cousin of the I'm not cold guy is the one that says, "Oh, sunblock is for mm, kitties or wussies or whatever you want to call them." Oh, yeah. In the meantime, they're beet red. I I've learned my lesson. Uh, it is not. Yes, I. You know how light skinned I am. Right, you're the same. You're I'm lighter skinned than you, but still, you, I mean, yes, yeah, you are. We're we're both pretty much white wasps. Now, something that I got your son onto was smoked paprika. I have not gotten him into <laughs> snorting paprika yet, which is the next thing on the list. Yes, why would anybody want to snort paprika? I don't know. I, I, so, I've heard that paprika, if you eat enough of it, can do some really weird things to the body. Yeah, you got that right. Not to mention what this other one list of them was, was lighting their arms on fire with lighter fluid. How'd that Do you know out? anybody that does? Yeah, uh, yeah. well, had to have skin grafts. But I mean, <laughs> have, have you heard of anybody doing that? I've heard of people coming back from deployment in Vietnam with a permanent after being devoured for the first time yes That's, yes and yeah and, another and, and, way to prove he, right exactly exactly or how about the the next one on the list there this is something that's like a johnny english uh film with with rowan yes. atkinson purposefully getting yes nuts. yes now uh, th yeah, this right. one i think is just so that you can build up an immunity so that, that way you can win more street fights out on the, the schoolyard well, either that or build up an immunity to be celibate for the rest of your life. <laughs> that, that too. It's cheaper than <laughs> surgery. Yeah. It's more painful too. And then I've never heard of this one. The guys that will, will not say the word selfie. You know, dude called it a selfos because selfie sounds too girly. That makes him sound even. <laughs> I, I don't want to be friends with this guy. Gosh. And I, I have known people that have done the other thing here is picking a fight with some random stranger. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, when I was living up in Northwest Pennsylvania, I, there was a guy that was one of my early roommates before I was married. We're sitting out on the back porch and lovely afternoon. And this guy, my roommate sees this dude walking down the street. And I mean, they didn't even make eye contact. And he looks over at me and goes, what's his problem? I'm like, what are you going to do? Go fight him? <laughs> it's like, 
I don't get that. <laughs> he looked at me funny. You know? I don't know. Yeah, he looked at me funny. What's his problem? Yeah, but I, I never did understand the fact that they want to pick a fight with some random stranger just for the heck of it. I think probably if they do that, probably somewhere along the line, alcohol is involved. Oh, either that or they've already been kicked in the nuts too many times in our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or in the head. I don't know. But I, I mean, I guess they, they're trying to be a real American hero, I guess. But here's one. Can you say that you um, not necessarily – proving your manhood but well maybe i should ask how does it prove your manhood if you've been talked into going apple picking in the autumn uh, if it lands you a beautiful girl who's not crazy that is that you're going to be bragging to all of your guy friends and they will be yeah jealous. yeah well what did you, we went either to you know like uh, a cage fight or apple picking with the uh, significant other this is something that my wife absolutely would be all down Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So would mine. Absolutely. It's, it's something that all men in a relationship must do to take their special gal to the orchard and spend a lovely autumn day picking apples. My wife's already been talking about it. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's already been talking about it. I've been getting and, a pumpkin uh, patch. Oh, we've got a pumpkin patch here, too. We've done. We've got. In fact, the pumpkin patch has apples as well, so we can have the best of both worlds. That's uh, There's a farm around here for us that they make uh, cider homemade and it's good. Yep. That's where she's been same here, to, but it's only um, a bit uh, with reservation right now, and then it's pretty packed uh, because yep. of the Corona season, the whole social distancing. But seriously, I mean, how many men want to really go apple picking? But I will say this: the ones who do go understand that they are truly worthy of hero status. That's for sure. This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Apple-Picking Boyfriend. Mr. Apple-Picking Boyfriend. In a romantic relationship, certain things are required of men. Killing spiders, scheduling oil changes, and sucking it up for that annoying annual autumn pilgrimage to the local orchard. You even wear a flannel shirt. And that sweater around your waist, nice touch. A good thing you remember to DVR the football game, yeah. You, sir, know that spending 45 bucks on a bushel of apples that cost 8 bucks at the grocery store is but a small price to pay to maintain relationship bliss. You're the apple of her eye. You're Mr. Apple-Picking Boyfriend, a real American hero. Apple-Picking Boyfriend. Maybe this year she'll actually make that apple pie she promised to bake. So, but in any case, here's something that might be of worthy of uh, hero status, and that is a new flavored hot sauce. Oh, yeah. So, why don't you talk about that? Oh, uh, this is something, this is, uh, comes straight from my people, uh, the, the young people. Uh, so, mm-hmm. a lot of people have, this is this trend going on TikTok, uh, since this whole COVID thing has been messing with some people's taste buds. Uh, they yep. just try to eat the grossest foods possible. And so what's right. a better time to debut this new product, Mountain Dew flavored hot sauce. It's on the way. Oh, yummy. Uh, yummy. Keep my feet from dancing. Now, uh, it was announced here online uh, where they were asking the fans to vote on Twitter. So this is for like the type of pep that they want to use for it. Uh, now, I'm surprised that they didn't go with 
a flaming hot Cheetos instead of a pepper. But, <laughs> but um, don't give them any ideas. <laughs> I, I think they could use more ideas. They're clearly running out of ideas at this point, if you can't tell. Um, pepper that they choose here. Uh, well, the, the, hey, the fact that they're just they're voting on it, they probably don't know exactly what it's going to taste like yet. I'm sure it's still in the early mm-hmm. stages of production. Mm-hmm. The voting ended. Looks like the habanero pepper got the most votes here. They were the mm-hmm. second hottest option on the list that you could vote for, with peppers uh, mm-hmm. being the hottest there. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. they're also working with a hot sauce company called iBurn. Uh, this is like <laughs> iPhone, but earn in the burn uh yeah now they they also have an nba player here joel Embiid, involved because he's a big hot sauce fan and so it, it's not really clear when this hot sauce will go on sale or how many bottles that they'll be selling yeah uh, because they do say it's just a limited edition thing for now yeah it'd be very limited the thing about it is you know uh my son daniel loves hot sauce but i'm not sure if he's ready to mix it with mountain dew yet i'm i just don't know why someone would go uh buy mountain dew hot sauce when they could just go to the taco bell down the street and grab their fire hot sauce packets while they're in for the day yeah exactly exactly it's like who sits in these meetings and comes up with this stuff i just i i really don't know you know but but uh, to the the combination that people are are doing nowadays is just really the mashup is is, is mind blowing, you know. But but then there's uh, the the fact that we're all on so edge uh, about arguing about hot sauce and Mountain Dew or anything else. Anything can set people off. I mean, literally anything. And there's this thirty year old guy. How far is Lehigh Acres, Florida from you? Have you ever heard of the I've place? I've never heard of the place. It's got to be maybe uh, south, it's, it's sound, south of where you are. south or country. Yeah, right. Well, he's a 30-year-old guy. His name is Justin Garcia. Him and his cousin, he, he, he and his cousin were at his house. They get into an argument about what is better, whole milk or almond milk. Okay. Uh, and I don't know which side of the argument Justin was on, but I do know he was so ticked <clears throat> over the milk debate, he wound up punching his cousin in the forehead and then stabbed him with a three-inch pocket knife and got arrested for a felony aggravated battery over milk. I can take a guess as to which camp Justin is in. <laughs> what, what camp do you no think one he's in? Got almond milk. really i don't think so i mean everyone knows that you drink almond milk because that you need to health no one chooses it out of taste obviously whole milk tastes better and you probably know because doesn't your mom drink almond milk because of migraines exactly it's all it's a you settle with almond milk for health not because it tastes better yeah uh though my my mom go ahead fast fed almonds (laughs) <laughs> yeah or free range almonds I, uh, yes uh. <laughs> oh man <laughs> well my mom okay this is before we had all this you know milking almonds i'm not even sure what you grab onto to milk an almond you know uh, the, the almond itself but, um, looks like the thing that you grab on to, to do the milking the nipple <laughs> the nipple <laughs> 
so but but my my mom she was (laughs) yes well that would be an utter disaster i can tell you that but my my mom would would uh, would try to get me to to get off of whole milk because she swears that it was giving me allergies. She said I wouldn't have the allergies if I would get off, and I wouldn't do it. She would take the like coffee mate, plain coffee mate, and mix it in with you know hot water and liquefy it, and then put it in a like a pitcher. She'd have a pitcher of liquid coffee. This is before they even made the coffee mate creamers. This the only time the only kind of coffee mate they had back then was the powdered stuff. So she would mix it, get it hot, and mix it together, refrigerate it, and that was she'd put that, that on her cereal. And it's the grossest stuff I had ever you. seen. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, but like I said, this was before the international coffees and all the liquid and, coffee. And this creamers. is also proof that you, you grew know. up in the, the deep south in a small town the sticks and tulies <laughs> yeah <laughs> right exactly you know strange stuff i'm telling you but not as strange as some of the sandwiches that folks have ordered this at subway oh yeah yeah tell them about it all right yeah. well um you you might think that all the ingredients of the subway are pretty basic uh, to, I would say basic, to say the least. Uh, so it'd be hard to get weird with them. And you'd be wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Subway employees on Reddit are currently mm-hmm. artist patient confidentiality and sharing the strangest things they've ever seen someone order. Here are some of the highlights. Number one, meatball mm-hmm. sub, but with scoops of seafood salad instead. Ew. Yeah. Now, a sandwich <laughs> four times, so it was basically charcoal. <laughs> I, Extra I think that he just wanted to give the turkey a nice taste funeral. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Cremated. <laughs> uh, number three here, we've got a customer wanting so many olives. He wound up calling the owner to demand more when the employees cut him off. I like olives, but not not sure I'm willing to put that many on a sandwich. Yeah, same, same. Uh, now you've got wheat bread with every single condiment, nothing else. No meat, just just condiments, condiments. and bread. That one sounds like okay, the worst look, of the bunch for me. Uh, but uh, look, I remember as a kid. I would go and make mustard Ooh. sandwiches. Yeah, I love that. I just spread, I'd slather mustard on two slices of bread and slap them together and have a mustard sandwich. I guess that's not too bad, but yeah, I I can't imagine mixing yeah. mayonnaise in it though. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I ketchup is the worst one for me. <clears throat> uh, number five, <laughs> we've got an entire bottle of oil on a cold cut combo. I guess it slides I down easily that way. But all Subway food did that to begin with. <laughs> Number six, meatball <laughs> sub, no sauce, but extra vinegar. <laughs> What's the point? Love. Those are some yeah. spicy balls. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, we've yep. got two full bags of lettuce on the sandwich. What you don't realize is that that's two pounds of lettuce on that sandwich. Uh, and the guy would order it every single day. Oh my gosh. 
love his lettuce you know i guess he needs a necessary (laughs) his last one i'm not really sure what's too weird about it because he just sounds like the average subway customer to me um this one wasn't an order it was a customer that came in with a kermit the frog puppet and the customer spoke through the puppet and they (coughs) the puppet uh, or to hand the change the puppet to the puppet and also slide the sandwich to the puppet. Oh, geez. He's living vicariously through Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, if I, vicariously is a nice way of putting that. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is why oh, I, I don't, don't work retail. It. I mean, I've heard enough horror stories from my son working at at uh, Caucasian <laughs> right. Barrel. I was surprised there's no footlong joke in you the know. Mix. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, let me ask you this: um, How was your day Mine, today? I, I was a good. It's a Friday. That's always a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't. My, every time I would ask my wife, <clears throat> "How was your day?" Oh, it's tiring. Oh, it's tiring. I mean, every day. But but don't ever complain about how bad your day has been until you've heard this. Okay, if you think you, I mean, my wife has a saying, if anything is going to happen to anybody, it's going to happen to her. I don't even think her <laughs> luck is this good. All right. <laughs> Things went from bad to worse to even worser for this poor woman. Luckily, I think she's going to be okay. This lady in Mobile, Alabama, named Rosetta Kimbrough, hunkered down in her home for Hurricane Sally, okay? And right after she falls asleep, she wakes up to this loud crashing sound, which obviously can't be good. Turns out the wind blew down a tree that landed smack on her house and crashed right through the roof of her bedroom. Now, I think you've had some some close calls with hurricanes. Oh, not, nothing not even this close. Yeah. yeah, luckily, though, she wasn't seriously hurt by the tree. Okay, but <laughs> she was pinned down on her bed by one of the branches. Okay, but that's when the bee attack oh. began. Oh. <laughs> See, this tree happened to have a large beehive in the tree. So she's pinned down to the bed and the bees start swarming and she can't get away. This is like a nightmare. You know, Stephen King, (laughs) where are you? And her husband ends up calling 911. Firefighters get there to try to get her out from under the tree. But in the process, several of the firemen got stung. Poor Rosetta ends up with 20 bee stings and a concussion. (laughs) But here's the best part. Could have been worse. They say the tree only missed her by crushing. She could have been literally crushed by an inch or two. If that tree had been an inch or two off, it had been curtains. I think the bee stings would have been the least of her worries. a, A good silver lining. The worst part is she was quoted as saying, oh, no, not again. (laughs) <laughs> exactly i mean talk about getting this, up on the wrong side like of the bed seen a looney tunes exactly but imagine being stung 20 times 
kind of, I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that those bees are just phoning it in, you know? Last time she goes with Acme to try to kill her husband for the insurance money. <laughs> no more. No. Yeah, we're, we're, we're moving our insurance from Acme insurance to something oh, else. Man. That's good. That's good. So just insane. Absolutely insane. And well, nothing is nothing is stupid as as this story with the controversy oh my going gosh, on about yeah. the Supreme Court appointments. This is just outrageous. Okay. After, you know, we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So uh, now we got this big partisan battle over her replacement. Well, now, have you heard this? They're, they're, some of the Democrats are wanting to limit Supreme Court terms. Okay. And, well, why don't you read the this, this, this story? There's three Democratic oh, yeah. lawmakers and, and that are doing this. And this doesn't surprise me at all between the stacking the courts and then awfully specifically convenient. Um, we've got, so those three Democrat lawmakers introducing legislation that would limit the terms uh, of justice on the nation's highest court 18 years. This is according to Reuters. The bill would allow a president to nominate mm-hmm. two Supreme Court justices per four-year term. Awfully convenient. Uh, after a justice retires from the court, mm-hmm. They'd become a senior and rotate back into the lower courts. Representative Ro Khanna, though this sounds like someone from like a Star Trek film, of the lawmakers introducing the measure <laughs> told Reuter save the country a lot of agony and help lower the temperature over fights for the court that go to the fault lines of cultural issues and one of the primary things tearing at our social fabric. Uh, the funny thing is, I I could think of a few other things that would also help lower that temperature as well. Namely, those Democratic lawmakers raising the thermostat. Uh, justices now spend an average of yes. more than 25 years on the court uh, as they serve for life, unless the, they decide to retire. Now, uh, I, I think you've got a couple of comments on this one as well. Well, yeah, really, frankly, I think the only fabric being torn is mainly, mainly worn by the sour grape Democrats. I, so, so the thing you that know? blows my mind here is I, what happens if, if there are three Supreme Courts that leave, justices leave, or, or you know, God forbid, pass away within years of your term? Are we supposed to go without a majority for yeah. two or three years, possibly, of a presidency? That doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. I mean... The, and that makes it makes no sense. And what's so stupid about the whole thing is, since when did we start having problems with the Supreme Court? It's worked just now, fine for these 220 same, uh, years. Lawmakers were later quoted as saying, it's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair, and promptly stormed back into the room and slammed the door. <laughs> yes, yes. And no, they <laughs> took all their toys back home with them, too. I had, a, I had an English teacher in high school. She would always say, life's not fair. I think I think some of these lawmakers are when they were kids, they were the ones that were throwing conniption fits in the grocery store. Because it they couldn't sounds like my twin brother and I. <laughs> I don't think that uh, you guys no, were that entitled, to, you know, two Supreme Court justices and I only got a point one. <laughs> I'm going to tell mommy. <laughs> oh gosh, that's just insane! Sound like it a bunch does. of little squabbling uh, it's kids. So insane. 
You know, absolutely pathetic. So pathetic. So stupid. I mean, well, speaking of squabbling kids, you were going to have the height of squabbling at Halloween because it's 2020. And who knows what's going to happen with trick-or-treating this year. I, I can only Are imagine. You taking your kids? Well, uh, you he's taking a your kids trick or treating? For, for the trick-or-treating. But we, we have a few. We oh, have come a few, on. No well, kid can be that them. young. I've seen people take but their babies trick-or-treating. Uh, what like are you talking about? That, that we've been invited to that we might be doing instead. It, we're, we're still for us. I think you should dress the kid up as one of those really creepy I, you know, babies from I like would one totally of the Halloween do something movies. like this, but there is no, there's no snowball chance <laughs> in hell that my wife would ever let me pull that off. See, the thing, you, you, you do this when the wife isn't there and when she comes home and then she sees it. See, it's a lot easier to ask for this forgiveness than it is to ask season. for permission. She's always here. <laughs> oh. Which is a great thing. She's a great one. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, there's a new... That's true. Uh, Well, according to to this new survey, though, almost a quarter of Americans are still going to take their kids trick-or-treating this year. I think it's like, I feel like I have to, you know, because we've been quarantined for, you know. No. I mean, it's probably down maybe, what, five, eight, seven percent from last year. And I would think it would have been lower. But the survey also found almost half of the people are already decorating their homes. And that's up from 49 percent last year. Twenty two percent throwing a Halloween party or even oh, going yeah, to one. The, I think you just said you were going to go to one, right? As long as we could figure out bedtime situations for the baby. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, but, but, uh, even people throwing Halloween parties or going to one is still down maybe 30% or more from last year. But look, it still seems a lot higher than it really should be. People who are, are going to celebrate Halloween this year are actually going to spend more money than they did last year, an average of $92 this year versus 86 from last year. And well, there's this guy over at the Halloween spirit shop. He's not giving up either. In fact, this guy's full of ideas and he has a, warehouse full of costumes hey with the cdc coming out against trick-or-treating and people sitting halloween out this year i want you to know the spirit of halloween shops have tons of discounted inventory for your other holidays nobody coming to your thanksgiving dinner this year try these decorative skeletons as seat fillers or bring in the new year with these weird giant spider decorations Hey, look at all these. Dress up as the Grim Reaper and say goodbye, 2020. Finally, how about taking your Christmas picture early? But the kids are dressed as minions, mom's a sexy cat, and disco guy dad. Why not? Make it fun. Santa's been overdone. So come in now to the Spirit of Halloween store. What am I going to do with all these Tiger King costumes? So the question is, though, when Halloween does come, are you going to wear a face mask no. under your Halloween mask? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell, talk, tell, oh, yeah. tell about no, this so new the, survey. The survey. Well, that's asking with the, the prior, I bet the difference in the number is solely. A, it wouldn't surprise me if California's already canceled Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Uh, that probably makes up <laughs> for the entire difference of the of those numbers. Um, yeah. So, so for yeah. this year with the face exactly. masks, um, there, there are some polls out about the, how many people are planning on going out with a mask on. Not just a Halloween mask, but a second mask underneath the Halloween mask. Um, 
so are you going to mask up your mask? A mm. uh, new survey asked people if they're planning on wearing that face mask on Halloween this year. 9% of people say they're planning to wear one under an actual Halloween mask. Another one in three say they'll wear one with their costume. Wow. But not under a mask. Uh, the survey also found 32% of adults say they aren't right. sure yet if pandemic is going to affect how they celebrate Halloween. 40% say it will disrupt things, and 28% say it won't. Yeah, I, I still kind of think we're going to get, we're going to find some weird story happening on Halloween because you know what else is happening oh, on there Halloween? Oh, there you go. I, I, I just imagine doll scenario of masks. I mean, it's, where does it end? Peeling <laughs> 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 off one mask <laughs> under another. I think that's we should right. just wrap somebody I, up in I mean, masks. I, I, I that's your Halloween costume. About the, uh, uh, what, what is it? The guy they call in to, in, in the movie Airplane. Sunglasses under his sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, my mask needs a mask. But seriously, you know, we have a, we have a harvest moon to start off October. And we have a blue moon. To end October, which that's where they get the, the phrase, you know, once in a blue moon, because you get two full moons in the same month. And, of course, you have the blue moon on Halloween in 2020. <laughs> what could possibly uh, go wrong? We have everything to lose. <laughs> well, I want you to talk about this guy because oh, yeah. we bust on Florida all the time. You have Absolutely. a chance to bust so on Pennsylvania a now for a change. Here. Uh, <laughs> we've got the police called on him for <laughs> being a naked gardener. This naked man was found in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Lancaster. Uh, no, it's pronounced close, Lancaster. It? Lancaster. Uh, now, this guy's covered in feces <laughs> and eating flowers and grass. Uh, but I thought it was dirt. Uh, it's 2020. Dispatched to the scene after a call report caller <laughs> reported a naked man gardening. Local news was taken to, into custody without incident uh, by crisis intervention officers. Um, now, I I think that's just your garden variety hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the guy what found covered in poop and eating flowers and grass. Okay, I have a question. What the crap what, was he what? planning? <laughs> <laughs> a, a fertilizer, right? It's, um, <sighs> see, normally a naked yeah, man yeah, that's what it was. and eating flowers and grass yeah. would be big news. Uh, but come on, this is 2020. 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. Like I said, I mean, what could possibly go wrong with this year? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, you made a comment earlier when I was talking to you about getting ready to do the podcast. You know, you're you're it's just you and the boys being there at the home. And I, I thought, wait a minute, you only had one boy. But then you come back and said it was you and the dog and the boy. And the, yeah, so I see how we we were including the dog in your family. And of course, you know, I think one other Often. time I called you, you were out throwing the Frisbee with the dog. So it sounds like you have a, I a, do. a nice bonding with your canine friend. He follows me everywhere. But but my question, well yeah, but but my question is though, you know, would you hang out with your dog and cancel before. plans so you could hang out with your mm -hmm. dog? But this is just because I feel responsible <laughs> I, in a way. I, it's 
this is especially <laughs> before I had my son. He was kind of like my son, and when when we've gone a few days and got this energy, yeah, he's got to he's got to get the energy out. So we'll go out to the field, throw frisbee. He'll run his heart out for an hour, and a few days where he's pretty happy and satisfied and. And so usually it's it's not to get out of plans. I'm sure my wife would use that to get out of plans, but uh, but for me it was just to be a good dog dad. Oh, of course, a good doggy dad. That's right. Well, there's this new survey that's out. Three out of four people would probably side with you and say yes. At some point they've done this, and one in three people have done so with cats. Of course, you know. <laughs> I guess the dogs are thrilled, but the cats are like, really? Oh, yeah. You're you're ruining my night alone. Fantastic. You know, I, I've even heard now that the pandemic is even harder on cats <laughs> because cats are thinking, I my God, they're never going to leave. In, in the most obscure places in my house. <laughs> well, this survey also found that the average person with a dog or a cat has more than one. Yeah, well, that's true. Dog owners have... 1.7 dogs on the average. I want to know where the 0. 0.7 of the dogs are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cat, cat owners have got an average of 1.9 cats. I don't get this. The most commonplace people uh, that uh, the most commonplace that, that people's uh, pet sleep is in bed with them. Does your dog share the bed with you? Our, our cat, sometimes he does. Sometimes he likes the spot on the sofa, and there's usually, most of the time, oh, he's classic. right where I'm going to step on the floor when I get out of bed in the morning. I mean, I, there's been many, many, a few times I put my feet down on <laughs> fur. So, I don't know. Well, here's something Here's something that I found that's perfect oh, for yeah. you on about hands-on dads with newborns, Okay. Yeah, so I gotta I gotta tell tell you this 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 is this is kind of interesting it, it, and I'm sure it would cheer you up as a new dad. Okay, it would be your baby, right? I'm sure you've been pretty Absolutely. happy After here in the I've last several months, out of right? The, with that new the baby deep of yours. Hole of existential crisis of wondering who and <laughs> what have I become? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> well, yeah, this new study is suggesting uh, dads who are actively involved with their newborn babies have more positive mental health and report Absolutely. lower stress the, levels of depression. Would you say that is true? Kids, man, I've been able to work at home yeah. and spend this whole year, well, six months right now, but what will probably be like a year at home with my whole family. Yeah. And well, this study that uh, like uh, about 880 or, or more fathers were interviewed over about well, 12 month period here and found that the fathers that spent more time with their infants after birth were less likely to be depressed a year later. And the less depressed daddies are, the more creative they can be with their dad joke. And now dad joke theater. My wife told me she's leaving me because I'm addicted to Star Wars. What did you tell her? May divorce be with you. Join us again for another Dad Joke Theater. (laughs) Mexican word of the day. That stresses me out. Pizza chip. Just stole my girlfriend, you pizza chip. Pizza chip.
that now that's racist be careful that's racist oh man they did you, I, did you I, get I your wife's approval to tell that joke you guys all the time with my mother-in-law and wife and they love it they think it's the funniest thing <laughs> my, my mother-in-law she's like it's funny because it's true oh <laughs> you know the funny thing is oh my gosh what what was it uh there, there are so many mexican jokes that are running through my head that i wish i could well, tell but I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna re- uh, refrain thinking, from doing that right hands now are about to go on me right now because i like my space uh when you talk about hands on dad but uh what, no, but I'm thinking now, what if hands on dad's uh-huh. That ah, was a hands-on dad. That's right. Well, that's how you got the kid in the first go. place. And I'm less depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you. I mean, right now you're still in the honeymoon phase, like I've said, because the kid is cute and cuddly and all photogenic. I back. saw all them cute little I'm, pictures I'm that grandma's been um, putting up on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so well let me ask you this we'll see how He's much like, you get stressed out when the kid starts exactly having math homework to do uh, well exactly well tell, 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 tell the story about this dad so stressed out that he oh, trying absolutely. to help out with his kids math so homework there, there that well some, it, some he had a medical condition irony in this as well <laughs> you'll you'll pick up on it uh, just because your days of taking math tests way in the past <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't mean that you'll ever escape the anxiety of that. Uh, there's a 45-year-old guy named Liu in Shenzhen, China, and he did his third-grade math homework and got so worked up by the math problems that he had a heart attack and had emergency surgery on a block. Oh, my gosh. And he's not recovering. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the kid now is going to be guilt scarred for the rest of his life. He'll, He'll never do math again. His, uh, teacher, post traumatic stress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I can't do math anymore because PTSD said math almost killed my dad. I can't do it anymore. You know, do you say math? I thought you said meth. No, 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 no. Math, math. Well, I never did care for math in the first place. I mean, my dad was a public accountant <laughs> and I scored a 2%, 2%. computational interest <laughs> on the interest survey. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, it took me until 2%. college to actually I'm telling you. get to really liking math. And, and, I, I'm a numbers guy now, but I had to learn it the hard way. Oh, I crunch up big data. Oh, that's yeah. My, well, yeah, that's, that's what you do. You shiz. crunch them now, man. That's my pizza chip. Uh, yeah, well, let me tell you this. For me to go to the store, it's your pizza chip. That's right. Well, let me tell you something. For me, just going to the store and oh, figuring right. out sales tax is enough to give me out, a maybe. you know an aneurysm. Well, That's why not? Math. You know, yeah. I'm telling you. So, for, and I re- I remember. Oh my gosh, this is this is. This is my PTSD. I remember sitting at my dining room table on like a Tuesday night and the light is on and it's dark outside and I'm miserable because my dad is sitting here in his accountant's neat, long-handed handwriting with his ever sharp pencil. And he is uh, writing out a, 
like a legal sized notepad piece of paper <laughs> full of math problems and he wants me to practice my math. Just oh my gosh. Hey, I remember him doing that. This I mean, because I, I made like a D or something on my math report card. And and so that's what he would sit there and write out literally 30 math problems on a piece of paper and i'd have to sit there i was imagining that you may as well just take me out in the backyard and, uh, and put a and bullet through my head more... as, as you as you your blood pressure drops and plummets uh, uh, and I, I you know what and i can promise you that i have never and used really that much when math you say that. being a disc jockey much at all you know so that's the easy stuff. Oh, and algebra, don't even get me started. Oh, yeah, okay. For me, <laughs> I'm a segregationist when it comes to that. I keep my numbers and my letters separate. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and I would love to hear about it. If you've got a great story from your stupid world or if you just want to respond to one of mine, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneeriklane.com. Or if you've got a question, a comment about something I've said, or if you want to tell me some firsthand experience of stupidity you've encountered, I'd love for you to record a message for me at podcast.insaneeriklane.com. I might actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. And if you haven't already, and I fail to see why not, follow me on social media on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle at insaneeriklane. I tell you, the only thing funnier than a stupid story involving a naked woman is when that naked woman gets into a fight. And the only thing funnier than when a naked woman gets into a fight is when she gets the cops involved. Well, here's how a stupid random crime helped the cops bust somebody for a not-so-stupid or not-so-random crime. Happened in... University Heights, Ohio, where the cops there got a call at 425 in the morning about a drunk 27-year-old woman and a drunk 24-year-old woman in a cat fight in the front of the house, in the front yard. And, oh, and of course, one was completely naked. I don't know the story of exactly how she wound up drunk, naked, and in a fight at that time of the morning, but I'm sure the mind can speculate. Anyway, the cops came and broke up the fight, and well, while they were there, they talked to a 27-year-old guy inside the house, and they found, well, he was wanted on felony warrants for kidnapping. <laughs> so they arrested him and turned him over to the Cleveland police, all thanks to the naked, drunken cat fight on the front lawn. Of course, though, the two ladies were uh, highly intoxicated. I mean, how else do you explain being able to stand living in Ohio? Sounds like it was a pretty nasty fight, too. They took a bigger beating than their hometown Cleveland Browns. And last, uh, I don't know, here not long ago, a person in Tampa, Florida, heard their neighbors yelling, Shoot! Shoot! I dare you to shoot! So what do you think they did? They called the cops. 
Four officers came to the scene to investigate and, well, turned out the people yelling, shoot! They were watching the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey game. And they were screaming at the players to shoot the puck. Of course, in the neighbor's defense, if I heard someone yelling, shoot, in Florida, I'd think of guns before hockey. (laughs) Anyway, fortunately, everybody kind of laughed it off. And the people who called the cops even wound up buying some beer for their neighbors. They left us beer. What's it say? Sorry about Wednesday night, LOL. I grew up around a lot of domestic violence, and I legitimately thought someone was going to get shot. Good luck to the Lightning. I'll be watching the NBA Finals. LOL. Caesar and Christine. Let's go. Caesar and Christine, thank you guys so much. Of course, here's my question. Just how thin are the walls in apartment buildings these days? You know, someone yelling, shoot, shoot. Huh? Yeah, it's something you really never hear in Florida. Well, cops knew that these Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Lightning fans weren't going to shoot each other. I mean, their team is way too good. It's not like they're Florida Panthers fans or something, you know. And the NHL player or playoffs are pretty intense to start with anyway. I mean, if fans aren't screaming, shoot, then they're shooting hard liquor. So before you decide to make yourself look like the most frightening human being on planet Earth, might be a good idea to consider how it works for your career. There's this 35-year-old guy in Palaceo, France. His name is Sylvain Helene, and he recently lost his job as a kindergarten teacher. Now, why, you might ask? Well, he's covered from tip to tail, head to toe, in tattoos, and his eyes have been surgically blackened to look like demon eyes. So obviously the kids were terrified when they saw him. One three-year-old in the preschool class even had nightmares because of it. That kid's parents complained, and he lost his kindergarten teaching job. He's still at the school, though, teaching the older kids. Sylvain thinks it was unfair for him to lose the kindergarten gig. He says, all of my students and their parents were always cool with me. Oh, by the way, he says he's spent more than 460 hours getting tattoos and got most of them whenever he was 27 years old because of a, quote, existential crisis. <laughs> Look, I'm a full-grown adult, and frankly, I'm not ashamed to say I'd be scared of that guy, too. Black eyes plus a tattooed body, face, and tongue? The guy sounds like he was born to teach kindergartners. <sighs> well, sometimes a criminal charge just perfectly fits the crime, like this particular Saturday afternoon where a 41-year-old guy by the name of Larry Stothers and a 31-year-old guy by the name of Jason Rappa confronted a guy in Largo, Florida and fought with him and stole his backpack. (laughs) Oh, but that's not all. They also stole his prosthetic leg. The cops tracked them down about an hour later, charged him with strong-arm robbery. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they enjoyed the poetry of that charge for the crime. <laughs> I hope this poor guy got his prosthetic back. I mean, these those things are super expensive. I mean, you know, they cost you an arm and a leg. You saw it coming, didn't you? Wait a minute. Now, how, I, I want to know, though, how the victim was able to flee the scene. Frankly, it'd probably be more appropriate to say 
he hopped from the scene. Kind of reminds me of that recent Joaquin Phoenix movie title, only slightly altered. Don't worry, he won't get far on one foot. A cyclist was raising money for a Yemen relief and said that he rode exactly 69 miles per day to travel <clears throat> from Poo Poo Point in Washington State all the way to P.P. Creek in Ohio. His name is Ruben Lopez of Chicago. He said his scatological journey began on August the 18th at Poo Poo Point in Washington State, taking him 36 days then to arrive at Ohio's P.P. Creek, a journey of over 2,500 miles. Lopez says his trip is still not over. Nope, he's planning on to completing his 5,000-mile journey at P.P. Island in Newfoundland and Labrador. Dude, I'm... Re- I'm really crying right now. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's Phoebe Creek. Oh, my God. Oh, what am I doing here? Oh, I feel... I feel good, though. Oh, I feel good. Let's go! Ruben actually said that's the last time he's going to let his 8-year-old son plan the bike route. Ironically, he made the entire journey without taking a single bathroom break. <laughs> Well, this past week was National Coffee Day, and pumpkin spice lattes have been back on the menu for about a month. So have you been sucking them down? (sighs) Might depend on where you live. Somebody actually looked at Google Trends data from the past year, and they ranked all 50 states according to how obsessed they are with PSL. According to the results, there's not one general area of the country that loves them the most, but... There are some sections of the U.S. that doesn't care about them that much at all. Now, the 10 states that love pumpkin spice lattes, the very most, they would be Maine, Utah, Montana, New Hampshire, West Virginia, Missouri, Kansas, Colorado, North Dakota, and Iowa. Now, the states that love pumpkin spice lattes the least, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, and my home state of Arkansas. So people in the South don't really seem to care that much for pumpkin spice, maybe except for my good friend Margaret of Mountain View. Eh, sort of. Well, it's fall, and y'all are all losing your dang minds over pumpkin spice crap. So I made up a new recipe. Pumpkin spice cigarettes. (laughs) It's real easy. You just get some of them pumpkin spice Twinkies and get a coat of the cream on your tongue and then take a big old drag off of menthol. Mmm, it tastes just like licking a pumpkin pie, Vicks Vapor Rub, and an ashtray all at the same time. Man, it's alive with pleasure. (laughs) Uh, I shared this recipe with my neighbors, and they told me I should try and start some kind of Food Network show. And at first, I thought they were just sucking up to me for the free Twinkies. But uh, come to think of it, I am a lot hotter than that guy Fieri. And I got one less felony than Martha Stewart. (laughs) Okay, y'all, I gotta go. I'm making a hot tub out of a baby pool and a leaf blower. So I gotta go dig a hole in the backyard. And here's a new twist for assaulting somebody. A 59-year-old Florida man got himself arrested for battering his wife with a slice of pizza. 
Yeah, police responded to this call about a disturbance, and they were met by the 51-year-old victim who claimed that Sean Metcalf, quote, smacked her in the face with a piece of pizza. <clears throat> yeah, the woman tells authorities she was actually taking items to the trash, including a pizza box that, well, she mistakenly thought was empty when Metcalf became rather angry and started yelling at her. Well, then she tossed the box back at the, at the guy, and that caused the pizza to flop out. Well, Metcalf reportedly picked up one of the slices and started hitting her in the face and chest with it. According to the probable cause affidavit, Metcalf admitted to losing his cool, but not to any physical violence, of course. Uh, however, police did report the woman was covered in red grease sauce and toppings. Uh, Metcalf was arrested for domestic battery, which was a misdemeanor. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> well, he used pizza to cause bodily harm, I guess, right? Of course, in that way, I guess he's uh, kind of like uh, Papa John's and Domino's, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it is kind of sad, but it does sound like their romance is pretty much dead. You know, he no longer has a pizza her heart. Yeah. Call me crazy, but if these if these two star-crossed lovers can't make a go of it, what chance do the rest of us have? I mean, he's also being charged you know, with two counts of pizza abuse. Well, here in Pennsylvania, local lawmakers have to come up with a new twist to encourage voters to cast their ballots properly. Local lawmakers are posing topless. Uh, actually, it's in Allegheny County, which is home of Pittsburgh. Bethany Hallam, she's a councilwoman there, and other local officials got naked to stress the importance of using the mandatory secrecy envelopes for mail-in ballots. It's a viral ad campaign, obviously. The female lawmakers are topless with graphics of mail-in ballots, well, you might say as pasties, covering their breasts. Hallam posed, uh, posted the images to her Twitter account and captured it, desperate times call for desperate measures. I guess depending on how good they look or how good they don't look could be depending on the level of desperation. Well, here's a couple of stories from my home state of Arkansas. First, and, and this is something that just irritates the living snot out of me because when I was a kid, we would travel from my hometown in basically west central Arkansas, right down the western edge of the state, down to my dad's stomping grounds, his boyhood home in Nashville, Arkansas. And we would come right through Murfreesboro, and I would always want to stop and go to the Crater of Diamonds State Park. Because I wanted to find a diamond. And my mom would always say, you'll never find anything in there. It's just a bunch of dirt. And I just begged and begged. But yet, you know how many people have found diamonds at this place? Well, now there's a bank manager in Little Rock. He discovered a whopping 9.07 carat diamond there at the Crater of Diamond State Park in Murfreesboro, Arkansas. At first, he thought it was just a piece of glass. <laughs> they all think that, okay? <laughs> Turns out... It was the second largest diamond in the 48-year history of the park. Of course, if you don't know about the Crater of Diamonds State Park, everybody in Arkansas knows about it, but it's, got, uh, it's known for the diamonds. And so far, 245 have been registered at just the park alone. So, well, you know, frankly, I mean, most people, if they go to the park, they're lucky if they can just find parking at any park, frankly. 
I mean, they're also packed with people. But it is nice to hear about some someone going to the park and getting something besides poison ivy. And then another Arkansas story um, from a group of alligator hunters. I didn't realize there were alligator hunters in Arkansas, but I guess there are. They broke a state record. They landed a gator that measured nearly 14 feet long. Travis Bearden said he was out on Lake Marisak with three other men, including his brother and his father, when they spotted this large gator in the water. We weren't real sure how big he was when we spotted him, and to our surprise, after we harpooned it, it ended up being a giant, Bearden said. It drugged the boat around for almost two hours before I was able to get a clean shot at it. The 800-pound gator turned out to measure 13 feet 11 and a half inches long, the longest gator harvested in Arkansas state history, according to the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. <laughs> uh, there's enough gator there for a complete set of luggage and a few pair of shoes. Of course, I'm no alligator hunter myself, but if somebody has to be harpooned, my guess is it's going to be pretty huge. You know, I looked it up, actually, and saw a picture. I can assure you, the story's not a crock. I mean, it's the longest gator in Arkansas's history, yes, but the gaming officials, well, don't actually record weight. I mean, that's because in Arkansas, they wouldn't say 800 pounds. I mean, I think the technical term they use is buttload. Okay, maybe we're just a little guilty of cleaning up the corner of the kitchen that can be seen on the Zoom call. But some people are going all out to impress. <laughs> a Twitter user has exposed the practice of using a studio tricked out like the interior of a private jet as a fake backdrop for photos and videos. Customers can pay about 65 bucks an hour to lounge in the reclining seat of a fake jet cabin while making telecalls or videos. The British newspaper Daily Star says the stunt is particularly popular among would-be internet influencers who post endlessly about their supposedly glamorous jet-set lifestyles. Uh, then there was a YouTube comedian out there who did a video where she actually acted like a helicopter mom trying to sit in on her son's Zoom class. Hi, Mrs. Frazier. Hi, I'm just here with my son, David. I just wanted to sit in in the class. I just want to make sure that everything's going well and that we're learning and we're paying attention. Okay. You know, maybe I need a lesson or two on science. I mean, I don't know what osmosis is, <laughs> right? Is that with plants? I know that you just announced that the entire class has an assignment, but if, if David could be excused. No, I understand there's no exceptions. I just, you know, we pay a lot of money for the school. <laughs> so do you need me to leave? Okay, I'll go. Okay. Do you need like an assistant of some kind? Cause I'm, I'm available. I'm free. I don't have tennis today. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go pay attention. Bye. <laughs> well, if you uh, watch the, first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, well, then you know who lost. You did. Yeah. Uh, you know, I flipped channels actually between Fox News and CNN right after the debate last night. Of course, uh, this is kind of what it sounded like. I was using my old grandma's TV. 
All right, welcome to Hannity. The very first presidential debate is now officially in the books. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. Flustered, irritated, and cranky. Joe, maybe it's past his bedtime. Probably stayed up too late. Needs his nap. You might say it was probably the most embarrassing things our country has produced since the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> and without meaning to be partisan here, of course, the president was a big reason it was so off the rails. I mean, he spent much of the night interrupting, sniping, snipping, heckling Biden, which ultimately led to what might just be an unprecedented moment in presidential politics. You know, when Biden told him to quote, will you shut up, man? And yes, the t-shirts are already out on his website. And at another point of the debate, they were talking about the coronavirus and Biden interrupted as Trump was saying Biden wants to shut down the country. And Trump replied with the jab, wait a minute, Joe, let me shut you down for just a second, Joe. (laughs) But if you missed the presidential debate last night, don't worry. I think this pretty much sums it all up. We now present the presidential debate, interpreted and performed by an elephant and a donkey. <laughs> this has been the presidential debate, as interpreted and performed by an elephant and a donkey. But, but hey, don't worry, guys. <laughs> We've got Weird Al Yankovic to the rescue. He wasted no time in giving us his take on that presidential debate. America is doomed. The musical hit the web. And I think it's pretty fantastic, actually. The video features Weird Al moderating the debate between Trump and Biden. It's a little different, though, than the typical Weird Al, Weird Al parody because, well, he's uh, singing along with Trump and Biden, thanks to the auto-tuning expertise of the Gregory brothers. You know, they're the those YouTube guys who got famous with their auto-tune the news videos, like the uh, Bad Intruder song. I ran out of questions, but still got a it's time to drop some bars. Let's see how you freestyle. In Europe, they live their forest cities. They're called forest cities. It's a forest city. You know, he talks about the art of the deal. China's perfected the art of the steel. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. He's just afraid. Boys, stand back and stand by. But he said there were very fine people on both sides. He said maybe we should drop a nuclear weapon on hurricanes. The cars have computers all over the place. Who's it going to be? They want to take out the cows, the cows, and the West Wing. Now, here's the deal. He has no idea what he's talking about. We're living in the apocalypse. I'm begging you to put a stop to this pretty please. Keep yapping, man. The people don't understand. He doesn't have a plan. Who's it going to be? That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? Speaking of the debate, you know, the thing brought in over 73.13 million viewers, which is short of the record, 84.4 million people that watched the first Trump-Clinton debate in 2016. That's kind of what they compared it against, you know. Um, Moderator Chris Wallace says, well, he's kind of sad about how the evening went. But moderators of the remaining debates will supposedly get additional tools to keep order. So maybe this should fix a few things, I guess. Now, that debate definitely had plenty of action. But if you watch enough action movies, it's definitely possible to start thinking that you 
can pull off some of those insane stunts. Well, <clears throat> spoiler alert, you can't. There's a 24-year-old guy named Mike Guylen in Brussels, Belgium, and he came up with a plan to break his 27-year-old wife, Crystal Appellet, out of prison, where she was locked up on suspicion of murdering her ex-boyfriend. So, old Mike, he booked a helicopter tour, then threatened the pilot with a fake gun and made him fly up to, up to the prison. Mike's plan, you see, was to land in the prison yard, have Crystal hop aboard, and then fly away to freedom. Just, you know, like it do in the movies or the TV shows, right? Uh, <clears throat> but it didn't go down like that. See, first, Mike was not really ready for the motion sickness that you can get during a helicopter ride. And he started puking up his heels out of the helicopter door. <laughs> Second, well, the pilot didn't really have room to land in a prison yard. And finally, well, Mike booked the helicopter tour under his real name. So he was arrested within 24 hours when the cops found him at his father's house. And he's facing several charges, including theft with violence and participation in a criminal organization and attempted escape. <laughs> Whatever happened to just, you know, being old-fashioned, baking a cake with a file inside, you know? I don't even use my real name whenever I rent a car on vacation, for crying out loud. <laughs> well, a Utah man is accused of stealing a truck from a 7-Eleven parking lot. But he had a very good reason for it. Bryce Gerald Dixon, see, he's claiming he needed that uh, red pickup to get to the Coliseum to get on a flight with alien diplomats. Yeah, according to court documents, he had second thoughts about that plan and returned the vehicle to the parking lot because he felt <clears throat> guilty. Yeah, police took Dixon to the hospital for an injury sustained when the truck owner allegedly punched him in the face. He's charged with the theft of a motor vehicle and three counts of attempted escape. Of course, if there's anything we know about alien diplomats, you know that they have this thing for red pickup trucks. Somewhere, though, I'm pretty sure there are alien diplomats that are super pissed at Bryce for standing him up. Yeah. I like this story. Yeah. <laughs> Which tells you why disc jockeys probably should not own parrots. A group of parrots in the zoo in, uh, zoo in the UK have had to be removed. They've had to be put in timeout after repeating obscene language at visitors. The Lincolnshire Wildlife Park received these five African gray parrots, you see, and quarantined them together in the same room. However, the close proximity seemed to have brought out the worst in the birds. But just by coincidence, we took in five in the same week, and because they were all quarantined together, it meant that one room was just full of swearing birds said the chief executive officer, Steve Nichols, he said, noting the park employees uh, always find it very comical when they do swear at you. The more they swear, the more you usually laugh, which then triggers them to swear again, he said. Literally within 20 minutes of being in the introductory, we were told that they had sworn at a customer, and then for the next group of people, all sorts of obscenities came out.
<laughs> After the brief quarantine, the birds were put out for view of guests, assuming the cussing would subside. Though within 20 minutes, the birds were back up to their old tricks again. <laughs> this, is, this is weird. Half the zoo visitors were offended by the swearing, and the other half were turned on. Pretty tough birds, though, I'll say, though. When they're not swearing, they're covering the zoo with graffiti. You know, I, I, as the bird said, eh, that's a damn effing shame, you know. Frankly, though, I would have left them, you know. It's got to be good for business. I mean, it's not every day a parrot gives you the bird. So this is a different kind of cult that was gathered together but broken up by police recently in Richmond's Point Molate. Officers found this group of about 50 people. They're all dressed in black. Now picture this. They're trespassing on city property at 9.30 at night. They dispersed with that incident, but then reconvened hours later. And officers found them at a dock building, assembled around a four-foot model of uh, <clears throat> a vagina. They were identified, warned and, uh, for trespassing, and escorted out of Point Millette. The Richmond Standard reports it's not known what group or groups are affiliated with the Port or Point Millette gatherings, and no arrests have been made at this point. But some kind of a cult, though? I, sounds to me like a group of gynecologists, you know? And a four-foot vagina? Of course, I must say I'm not proud of this, but they, they may have actually been inspired by a college girlfriend. Anyway, so Amazon, have you heard this? Oh, boy, this is crazy. They've unveiled a new technology, palm reading technology. They've talked about it in a blog post. It says that you can pay for goods with just the palm of your hand. They call it Amazon One, the technology which builds a palm structure from the details of your palm. It'll first be introduced in the company's Go stores in Seattle. Amazon One users will not need an Amazon account, but just a phone number and a credit card. Dilip Kumar, the vice president of Amazon Physical Retail, wrote in the blog post that palm recognition is considered more protective of users' privacy than some other biometric alternatives because you can't determine a person's identity by looking at an image of their palm. It requires someone to intentionally hold their palm over the reader device. And it's also contactless, uh, which is kind of a plus in our current socially distanced world. Yes, uh, these tech companies, are you know, they're always finding these new ways to steal our information. But this time, you got to really hand it to them. Of course, they're also getting a ton of replies to the help wanted ads that says Amazon is look is, is offering hand jobs. Uh, <clears throat> some of these applicants, I'm afraid, are going to be really disappointed. And then, of course, I don't expect many people that are very devoutly religious applying because, well, they probably don't like the mark of the beast. I don't know. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Lots of news this week, starting off with Joe Biden <clears throat> refusing to address the bombshell Senate report that his son Hunter received $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow while he was vice president. Now, in Joe's defense, he doesn't remember being vice president. And as for this Hunter thing, 
He's never gone hunting. Hunter also took donations from oligarchs tied to cocaine and prostitution, although most people attacking him on that one are just mad they didn't get invited. A newly released medical study determined that a Massachusetts man died last year after eating an excessive amount of black licorice. He had a heart attack after he saw his dentist bills. That's a lot to chew on. A new study shows that the average American gets recorded over 238 security cameras each week. That's right. Over 238 security cameras are recording you every week. And even more distressing for this whole generation is that the cameras don't have filters to make you look any better. Yeah, you ever see a person on one of those TVs in the store and think, gosh, who is that slob? And then you realize it's you? Yeah, me neither. An Ohio woman was arrested and tased for refusing to wear a mask at a middle school football game. She technically was arrested for trespassing because she refused to leave. This is over a mask. Taste somebody over a mask. So is that what they're calling the Browns these days? Middle school football? A pregnant Florida woman jumped into the water to save her husband from a shark attack. People are making it sound like a violent struggle, but the truth is she told the shark about her day and, well, he fell asleep. The difference, of course, this is this is the difference between being married a year and being married 20. See, these are newlyweds, so she's right in that water. Now, if this happened in year 20, she's throwing him a cinder block and collecting the life insurance. First, there was Baywatch, and now there's Baywatch. <laughs> yeah, the husband had uh, nearly lost his will to live, and then the shark attack happened. Of course, the crazy part is that uh, not only did she save the husband, but afterwards she told the shark why. Hawaii was named as the happiest state in America in a new survey. That's because everyone there gets laid. Get it? <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, Hawaii, the happiest state, while second place uh, came to the state of intoxication. Uh, the Hawaiian shirt is, oddly enough, not worn by Hawaiians. But it is the official shirt of overweight golfers, rappers, and stepdads who are definitely cheating on your mom. Hawaii is the home to Pearl Harbor Memorial. Well, there's actually two. I mean, they put up the second one to the uh, disaster Ben Affleck start in. And Hawaii also is a top honeymoon destination, so Pearl Harbor isn't the only place that's uh, lost a lot of semen. And seriously, though, everybody thinks Hawaii is a paradise until they turn on a black light. I mean, people are banging everywhere, you know? It's like a hot sheets motel with palm trees in it. A Vietnamese company was busted recycling hundreds of thousands of used condoms. This explains the sign at their store that said, thank you, please come again. There was a whistleblower who outed them, actually. He was a real Trojan horse, you might say. They had a, they had, they had a deal with the recycling plant, but they were forced to pull out. The CEO tried to avoid the story, but this is where the rubber hits the road. Well, to be clear, I mean, the story, it does affect all three sizes of Vietnamese condoms, the tiny, extra small, and microscopic. I mean, they're not, there's not much else to say. 
you know, Vietnamese condom controversies are really a short story. Well, here's a sports story you won't hear anywhere else. A 96-year-old Pittsburgh, PA area woman bowled a perfect 300-score game recently. I know it sounds like a hustle from the movie Kingpin. She takes off the mask, and it's Roy Munson. (laughs) Well, most people don't believe it. But say what you want about old ladies, uh, but they do know how to handle the balls. I was talking about bowling. Come on, get your mind out of the gutter. Amy Coney Barrett nominated to be the next Supreme Court justice during a ceremony at the White House. Coney Barrett has got seven kids, including two who are adopted from Haiti. At the time she brought them here, uh, it looked like she was doing them all a favor. But after the past few months, they're like, hey, any chance we can take this show back to Haiti? (laughs) But really, who is Amy Coney Barrett? Well, I've got an exclusive interview that might answer some of those questions. Amy Coney Barrett, thanks for doing this interview. I am so grateful to you. What does your dog do when he's hungry? He still finds ways to take things off my plate. If you could talk to a brassiere, what would you say? I will do my very best to demonstrate that I am worthy of your support. When your husband shows up wearing a Batman costume to work, what do you do? I almost always say nothing. If an alien beamed down and told you, meep, meep, blorp, zoop, neep, blurp, What would you say? I fully understand. Do you perform any stage magic? I have no illusions. But I can see you practicing a strange yoga move while we're doing this interview. I never imagined that I would find myself in this position. One last question. How do you feel about pumpkin spice in everything? It is important. Thank you, Amy Coney Barrett. Anything else you'd like to say? I love the United States, and I love any reasonable amount of sleep. Thank you. I'm sure, like a lot of you, I was disappointed Trump didn't do it like a gender reveal party, you know, and shoot an arrow out that let out smoke. No, no. Turns out the last time anyone had a smoke apparatus at the White House, Bill and Monica were experimenting with cigars. Not to mention that political discussions on TV will never be the same either. Then and now. Discussing Supreme Court nominations on TV then. I think the president made a fine pick who could be proud of her record. I disagree with some of her decisions, but I fully expect 98% of my party to vote for her. Discussing Supreme Court nominations on TV now. This woman is literally female You don't female know what you're Hitler. talking about. She's you female people Hitler. are crazy. She's going to take away all our rights. This has nothing to do with her record. You just hate Do you want to be president. a dog? Say it. You psycho commie should move like out of dog. the country if you woof, hate it so woof, much. Woof. You bunch of crybaby dirtbags. Get out of here. Get out of here. Joe Biden is being mocked online for saying he came to the Senate 180 years ago during a recent interview. Some people think Biden was joking because, well, he clearly came to the Senate 190 years ago. I think the story here, though, is uh, that Biden did an interview. I I worked harder to be the president of my fantasy football league, I think. A Wall Street Journal survey found that many Americans who work remotely have moved to other parts of the country to experiment with a different lifestyle for the time being. Some people have even moved into foreign countries, you know, like Canada and New Jersey. I think most of these people are lying about moving somewhere nice, and eh, they've just figured out how to change their background on Zoom. And then there's a new study that found that male baboons get major health benefits from having platonic friendships with female baboons 
Now, to put this in English, it's good for a baboon to have a woman in his life even if she won't peel his banana. The study tracked the health of male baboons who spent time as male, with males as well as females. And you can probably see that in a new children's book called By Curious George. Scientists are baffled by a large amount of dead squirrels that have been washing up on the shores of Lake Michigan. Now, look, I, I don't really have the time to cover the entire squirrel situation because it's a really long tail. They believe the squirrels may have dropped or may have drowned from, dry, from, drowned from trying to cross a nearby river, but I think it's also possible that they're Lions fans, then they just jumped off a bridge. NASA is trying to figure out why the International Space Station is leaking air. The long story short, never hire an engineer who gets paid in Zimas. I mean, it is kind of weird. I mean, ever since that video of astronauts eating tacos, the space station now has begun leaking air. There's a new book called um, This Isn't Happening, chronicles the history of Radiohead. The guy who wrote it is a real creep. By the way, that was a joke for the people who like 90s music. And, you know, Radiohead is one of those bands that's a lot cooler to say you listen to than it is to actually listen to. You know, they used to make some or pretty awesome guitar rock stuff, but now it's just a bunch of underwater whale farting noises. Los Angeles Lakers eliminated the Denver Nuggets to advance to the NBA Finals. They were partying like it was 1999 in L.A., mostly because with the power blackouts, they really couldn't charge their devices. I mean, this is LeBron's 10th trip to the NBA Finals, although his record isn't great. I mean, he won three times in the Finals and lost six. Lori Longlin's daughter has a better record on Finals. The Spanish zookeeper mauled by a gorilla who broke through three different safety doors to attack her in Madrid. Yes, you can read all about it in a new children's book, Furious George. <laughs> yeah, apparently Furious George is not a fan of the man in the big yellow hat. Nobody wants to say it, but if this gorilla was mad enough to bust through three safety doors, the zookeeper might have been a little bit of a jerk. I mean, one safety door, you've got a gorilla blowing off some steam, but three makes you wonder. I mean, the good news is the zookeeper is expected to make a full recovery. After getting beaten up like that, she's now prepared to go shopping on Black Friday. And here's one you might have missed. Dwayne The Rock Johnson endorsed Joe Biden for president. <laughs> makes sense. Biden gets endorsed by a rock seeing as Joe's been around since the Stone Age. The people are making a big deal about this, but all the celebrity endorsements in the world can't win you the White House. And if you don't believe me, ask President Hillary. Celebrity endorsements are as meaningful as the Atlanta Falcons having a lead in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, it looks good on paper. Never ends in a victory. I mean, think about it. Hillary lost after getting endorsed by some of the most talented people in Hollywood and also Amy Schumer. Biden is being like Hillary and relying too much on celebrities and the media, frankly. I think he just needs to campaign more. Right now, he can definitely smell what The Rock is cooking because he never leaves the house. And Gwyneth Paltrow posted a naked picture of herself on Instagram to celebrate her 48th birthday. 
I'll pause now for a moment while the guys open up Instagram. You know, she's not wearing any clothes, but she's covering her privates here, her private areas. And that's the way the clickbait of the Internet works. You see, it's like Kim Kardashian with absolutely no clothes on. And then you click it and she's covered in leaves. And now that I've clicked, not, not that I've clicked, but I, but I have heard, I mean, from people, that's all. And over 90 million people watched those presidential debates. It was the highest rated comedy in television. The stakes couldn't have been higher, you know, with two guys competing to be America's last president. Fox News moderator Chris Wallace is considered the best in the business, but I feel like he probably should have been able to put a shock collar on each of those guys to zap them when they went off the rails, you know. The, the debate has already inspired Hollywood to develop a sequel now to Grumpy Old Men. I mean, at one point, I thought they were going to break into Yo Mama jokes. You know, that would probably have been a lot classier, come to think of it. But the nice thing is, if you're not sure who won, there's about two million debate experts on social media that are willing to explain it to you anytime. You know, and journalists uh, were working to clear up all the misleading statements that was made during the telecast as well. Fact Checker! something said and it isn't true who are you gonna call fact checkers is it accurate or is it fake news who are you gonna call fact checkers all of their lies exposed fibbing and growing their nose gonna call fact checkers bs and assault fact checkers if your tail is tall fact checkers they are on the ball fact checkers there's been a new study that's found that the majority of women do not lose interest in sex as they age I don't know if this is a real study, though, or just some scientist come up with an excuse after he got caught watching Golden Girls Gone Wild. Uh, you know, the study claims that 25% of women rate sex as, quote, very important, even in old age. Young listeners may not think that's exciting now, but wait until she takes her teeth out. Another study has found that narcissists are more likely to become politicians. Wait. Are you going to tell me Trump talks about himself a lot? No way. <laughs> no, really, seriously. I mean, who needed a study for this? This station presents No, Really? Wow. A new study finds that narcissism is linked to a more active role in politics. No. It seems lawmakers may act out of self-interest rather than for the greater good. Really? And their pursuit of power is really a ploy to stroke their own ego. Wow! Because of this, we may soon very well see President Kanye West. This has been No Really Wow! And you know, the funny thing is that, yes, all politicians are narcissists, but so is everyone else with a social media account. I mean, people are posting pictures of their dinner as if anyone cares. People are posting birthday wishes to their dog. The dog can't read. He has no idea. 
but people post it because they want attention for themselves. Everyone's a narcissist these days, but enough about them. Let's talk about me for a second. An Austin, Texas man has built a candy shooting cannon (laughs) and a candy dispensing robot to keep Halloween alive in his neighborhood. But my opinion of this story totally depends on whether he has kids. See, if he does, then cool. This is kind of cute. But if he doesn't, we probably need to have a cop. The cops watch the guy, you know. Trick-or-treating could be a little extra tricky this year, you know, with social distancing in the mix and all. But I am kind of glad now that there's this fast way to get the candy from your door to the kids on the street. Want to have Halloween fun but keep your social distance? Introducing the Candy Catapult. Just load the Candy Catapult's candy basket, crank it back to the desired height. Hey, kid, how tall are you? I don't know. Doesn't matter. And hurl that morsel of sugar right at the heads of distant trick-or-treaters. We also have different styles. The Sour Patch Slingshot. The Peanut Butter Cup Cannon. And the Milky Way Mortar. Fireballs in the hole. The Candy Catapult Collection, making social distancing less tricky and more treaty. And the fact that the CDC wants to ban trick-or-treating also is just a little ridiculous, mostly because, and look, if my kid can't trick-or-treat, I can't eat his candy. But seriously, it's outdoors, and people wear masks. So to put it in candy terms, I think those nerds at the CDC should Take five and Nestle crunch the numbers. Okay, okay. All right, all right, stop the candy jokes before someone finds me a hundred grand and I end up sleeping with the sweetest fishes. No, but seriously, I mean, how will kids deal with Halloween this year? Well, I think I have somebody here that can probably do a better job explaining than I can. Hi, kids. The world is a big, scary place, and I'm going to help you make sense of it all. Let's learn about Pandemic Halloween. This year, your Halloween will be frightening for different reasons. Before you eat your treats, clean all of your candy, because COVID-19 is in your Reese's Pieces. What a bummer, Halloween. Hey, what's that kid dressed as? When you walk around and you go trick or treat you will find some new costumes this halloween all the werewolves now have face masks dracula never asks to suck your blood because you got covid19 maybe next year will be better kids and we can get back to regular halloween worries like razor blades and apples and kidnappers bernie loves you don't know if you saw this uh video that surfaced of california senator diane feinstein going maskless in the washington dc airport over three months after she called for a national mask mandate in airports and this one kind of shocked me i mean you know with the record like hers you'd think she'd want to cover up her face in public i mean They could make a whole reality show of politicians that have been caught doing this. I mean, first we've got the masked singer. Now we could have the unmasked hypocrite. Nicaragua has proposed a law that would make fake news punishable by a year in prison. 
And in other news, CNN is no longer broadcasting in Nicaragua. So this is pretty much the end of social media in Nicaragua too, right? And showbiz insiders say Marie Osmond was fired from the talk after Cheryl Underwood and Sharon Osborne threatened to leave the show if she wasn't let go. This is kind of a shocking story to me because most people didn't know the talk was still even on the air. There's so many of these kind of shows, man. We got the talk, the view, the reel. Whenever they come on, I look for the remote. And Disney confirmed plans to lay off 28,000 park employees until they can fully reopen next year. It's kind of weird seeing Snow White with the two dwarfs. And with all the bars closed, the Toy Story ride is the only place you can still get a Buzz and a Woody. A group of Pennsylvania lawmakers talked about this earlier, posing topless to remind voters not to submit to a so-called naked ballot that gets mailed in without its secrecy envelope. Of course, I'll pause now while the male listeners Google image search for it. It's just another group of politicians trying to boost their poll numbers, you know. Fox News host Chris Wallace continues to be criticized for losing control of the Trump-Biden debate, which I think is really a bit unfair because that implies that he ever had control. The only way he could have controlled it is if he had a taser. And even then, I don't know. I think they would have talked right through it. I mean, I kind of feel bad, though for whoever hosts the next one. I'm not even going to watch it. I think I'm just going to go with something a lot more civil, you know, like a prison riot. Maybe other people are more suited maybe to moderating these things anyway, huh? Maybe a certain Hell's Kitchen host comes to mind. When it seems like a tall order to keep presidential candidates in line during a debate, only one man can take on the challenge. Shut up, you donkeys. It's Gordon Ramsay, debate moderator. All right, I've got some questions here, yes? This one's for the tubby orange one. He's running the debate the only way Gordon Ramsay can. That was the worst answer I've ever heard. If I put two slices of bread on either side of your head, I'd have an idiot sandwich. Gordon Ramsay pulls no punches. You, with the white hair, finish your answer before you do back at the nursing home. It's Gordon Ramsay, debate moderator. Shut off both them. Mike's shut it down I thought this was pretty rich CNN anchor Dana Bash called that first debate a quote and I'm direct quoting here shit show on live television of course in her defense it was the nicest thing anybody said about it she's actually being sued for defamation now by producers of an actual shit show in fact, a lot of folks are also getting tired of all the political TV commercials. If you're one of them, though, there is help. There's a pandemic that's sweeping the nation. Politicia disgustia vomitosa ad nauseum. This terrible disease is affecting anyone who watches campaign commercials. Politicia disgustia vomitosa ad nauseum. Symptoms include yawning, rolling eyes, switching channels, fast forwarding, and even depression. If you're suffering from Politicia disgustia vomitosa ad nauseum, now there's help. Try whiskey. Take one shot when you see your first commercial. Then take another and another. Pretty soon, you won't care what's on TV. You may even pass out. Either way, whiskey will help you with Politicia disgustia vomitosa ad nauseum. I'm totally wasted and I approve this message. I don't know if you saw the ratings for Game 1 of the NBA Finals between the Lakers and the Heat. 
Well, they were supposed to be down from game one of last year's finals. Turns out most people lost their will to watch TV after the political debates. It's a tough series to predict, though. You know, I mean, the, the Heat must have historically led the league in defense, but the Lakers have led the league in Kardashians. Either way, though, it'll be exciting to see which team wins and decides not to visit the White House. Because I never understood this whole decision to skip the whole White House visit anyway. I mean, it's not just about this president. It's about all presidents, you know. Just think of how ma- how amazing it has to be to go to the Oval Office and sit at that very same desk as Abe Lincoln and Monica Lewinsky. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards goes to, well, this Florida customer. This kind of sounds like an unhappy meal. A McDonald's customer there in Florida is suing the company after he says he was hurt biting into a chicken McNugget. The man claims he cracked one of his teeth on a piece of bone inside one of the nuggets. Alexi Stolfat is suing McDonald's for... million and is calling for a recall of all chicken McNuggets. He ordered the food through the Uber Eats from a West Palm Beach restaurant. Stolfett says he he felt pain in his mouth and suffered headaches for three days after biting into the bone. After going to the dentist, he reportedly discovered that his tooth was cracked in two places and would need surgery to replace it. Stofat reportedly has not hired a lawyer and has filed a lawsuit on his own. Now, according to the outlet, he has done legal work in his home country of Estonia, although he's not a licensed attorney. He reportedly said that if he wins, he plans on donating a million dollars to charity. I'm not sure I buy this whole there was a bone in my nugget thing, mainly because, well, that implies that nuggets are made with real chicken. I mean, this guy should really quit while he's ahead, frankly. I mean, I mean, and what I mean really is if he keeps eating McDonald's, a cracked tooth will be the least of his health problems. And then there's this romances, you know, do go sour. This one really bombed. Literally, a man is going to spend five years in federal prison for using a drone to drop explosives near his ex's home in eastern Pennsylvania. 45-year-old Jason Mizzicato came to the attention of federal prosecutors last year during an investigation of a series of small blasts that had rattled the community of Bangor, Pennsylvania. In a search of Mizzicato's home, investigators discovered a cache of guns and ammunition. The arsenal was a no-no because his ex had a PFA order against him, and well, Mizzicato denied flying that drone but still pled guilty to two weapons possession counts and a count of flying an unregistered aircraft. Uh, what would drive somebody to do this to their ex, you might wonder? I mean, especially a man. The only thing he should be lighting off for fireworks to celebrate being single again, you know? Maybe he was just mad that his ex from Bangor was seeing somebody else. Of course, if it's true, the new guy probably responded, Bangor? I barely knew her. <laughs> or how about this one? A Floridian burglary suspect hits a cop in the face with a Bible, an attack that led to his tasing and arrest on multiple criminal charges. 39-year-old Robert Otis Hoskins, the alleged Bible thumper, 
was collared following a confrontation at his residence. Charged with burglary, larcenary, uh, resisting, and battery on a law enforcement officer, Hoskins now is being held in the Marion County Jail in lieu of $13,000 bond. Police responded to this 911 call about this burglary, encountered Hoskins there who was only wearing a pair of gray briefs outside his residence next door to the burglarized property, nonetheless. As the deputy sought the question, Hoskins, he began shouting at the cop as he approached him with this book in his right hand. Hoskins then wound up and threw the good book at the officer, which struck him in the face and jaw. So maybe being face-to-face with an authority figure gave this criminal some PTSD, I don't know, might have reminded him of his childhood when his father would beat him with the Bible belt. <laughs> you know, I've heard of hitting the books until the information is drilled into your brain, but I think this is just a bit much. And what about this? You know, we've all heard of calling in sick, but faking your own kidnapping. Really? Well, that's what this one kid in Ohio did, so she wouldn't have to go to school. The Pickaway County teenager called police to report that someone had tried to abduct her while she was waiting for a school bus. She even gave the cops a description of the suspect. And then, in an interview with the police and her mother, the girl recanted. Prosecutors are considering charges. Sheriff Robert Radcliffe told the local media that his office was worried what other parents might do to defend their kids. People were going to the bus stop with guns trying to protect their kids, Radcliffe told the reporter. They were looking for a black vehicle, someone that uh, that matched that description, and You know, unfortunately, the wrong person could have come along and could have been injured over something like this. (laughs) This kid spewed false accusations in an attempt to benefit herself, you know. She's currently being recruited by Nancy Pelosi's office. And when she does get back to her Ohio school, she's probably going to be so embarrassed by all of this. I mean, this is about as humiliating as being a Bengals or a Browns fan. And you got to check this one out. State police say that a naked man in Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania, crashed a stolen vehicle into a fire station. 18-year-old Damian Hester is charged with criminal trespass, vehicle theft, reckless endangerment, indecent exposure, criminal mischief, stop sign violations, an accident involving damage to an unattended vehicle. A woman tells police Hester stole her car from right in front of her home. The woman said she and her boyfriend ran outside after hearing Hester crash her car into a parked vehicle. The woman said that she and her boyfriend tried to remove Hester, but he drove away, almost hitting her boyfriend. State police say Hester drove over the Heights Fire Company parking lot and crashed into the building, coming all the way inside. The trooper saw the man who was buck naked crawl from the driver's seat into the vehicle's back seat. He was arraigned and sent to the Schuylkill County Prison after failing to post $50,000 bail. So what? A naked guy crashes a car. The issue must have been that he was, what, handling the wrong stick shift while driving? I don't know. Now, the people of Schuylkill County are definitely mortified by this story. They're kind of like, look, please, please leave Pennsylvania crying where it belongs in Philadelphia. And you'll never believe this one. Wild video shows a passenger on a Michigan-bound plane appearing to have a full-blown meltdown, climbing on top of seats, unleashing a slew of expletives in an incident some viewers likened to The Exorcist. Yeah, the clip published by World Star Hip Hop on uh, this past week shows this woman, her surgical mask pulled down, mounting two armrests in the aisle of a plane, 
that the site said was headed to Detroit. She was saying things like, beaches, we're going <clears> to <throat> F all night, she repeatedly yells as she bangs on the overhead luggage compartments. The passengers uh, doesn't appear to be speaking to anyone in particular as she continues her obscene rant and begins to climb onto the headrests. The woman is eventually led out of the aircraft by two men. Of course, it's unclear what prompted the outburst and information about the airline or other details about the incident weren't readily available. Now, some will probably say she was probably drunk on drugs, but honestly, I think this is a perfectly acceptable way to act, knowing that you're about to fly to Detroit. And I'm really curious about what airline she was flying. I mean, knowing that this story involves a complete psycho headed to Detroit, I'd say spirit's a safe bet. Okay, one more. Uh, North Carolina man wielding a machete left satanic messages written in blood on a sorority house at East Carolina University. Officers responded to calls of a man armed with a machete walking in the area of Greenville in apparent distress. Now, the man appeared to have uh, harmed himself and was using his own blood to smear messages on nearby vehicles and the sorority house. I think it was just cuts and lacerations, says Captain Chris Sutton of the ECU police. Nothing severed, but enough to transfer blood onto a couple of different services where the individual wrote messages differently, messages believed to be satanic in nature. And some of the verbiage uh, from some of the things he was saying was also believed to be sadistic in nature. Officers de-escalated the situation, then disarmed the man. The police later identified the man as 25-year-old Patrick Cantor. A cantor who's not believed to be a student is facing charges of injury to real property. What the heck was a North Carolina guy doing leaving satanic messages written in blood? I, I thought for sure this would only happen in Hollywood. Maybe he's not such a bad guy. I, I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Oh, please subscribe and share the podcast, of course, with all your stupid friends and family, because heaven forbid you don't want to be stingy with stupidity. And now I conclude on a passing thought. Sleep is the body's best safety mechanism. It keeps you from screwing things up for eight hours. Of course, we can't do the podcast without a few acknowledgments. What? You think I write all this stuff by myself? Thanks to A-List Comedy and Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. 
And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.